Hello, Darklings, and welcome back to Once Upon a Terror. I'm your host, Adelina Hill, and I have a few short stories for you. Well, I have the intro to a, to a book that I finished reading. I, uh, in the way of reading this week, um, actually got quite a bit done, surprisingly, um, regardless of how much I worked this weekend. So I think we're finally going to be getting back into a regular groove of hour-long episodes. I don't make any promises. I can't make any promises. I'm trying to finish up school at the same time. But I think I have a pretty nice episode coming up for you. So sit tight and let's begin Once Upon a Time. excerpt today I have The Groomer by John Athen. So I'm going to be reading the first chapter of this very gory, disturbing book. Now, if you decide to read this book after what I read to you, I am going to put a full discretion here that this book contains scenes of intense violence and some disturbing themes. Some part of this book may be considered violent, cruel, disturbing, or unusual. This book is not intended for those easily offended or appalled. Please enjoy at your own discretion. This is also uh, a horror book that we consider uh, that us horror readers or avid horror fans consider splatterpunk or extreme horror. That just means that there is body horror, extreme descriptions of scenes, um, and that's just to be forewarned if you do choose to go on and read this. Um, the chapter that I'm reading is not going to have that and nothing too bad. Um, so you don't have to worry about that. So let's, let's get into it, shall we? So the first chapter of this book is called Want to Play a Game. It's like being recalled of the, uh, the Scream movie. I just saw, uh, if any of you haven't, I highly recommend seeing the latest Scream movie. It was good. I enjoyed it a lot. It's got Jenna Ortega in it, um, the actress from Wednesday. Uh, love her to death. Okay, enough procrastinating. I'm sorry. Let me start reading to you. It's been a long week. <laughs> All right. Liam Hansen sat in front of his computer, face lit up by the bright monitor. His bulky over-ear headset pulled his head down. Black bags hung over bloodshot eyes. He blinked once a minute. He breathed loudly, but he didn't notice it because of his noise-canceling headphones. An eight-ounce can of Red Bull stood beside his mouse pad. He frequently tapped the WASD key on his keyboard with his left hand while clicking on his mouse with his right hand. In the video game, his character punched a tree until a block of trunk exploded into smaller blocks of wood. The repetitive dull thud of each hit was oddly relaxing. He didn't play it every day, but he enjoyed returning to his Minecraft world every now and then. Liam was a 10-year-old boy, and he was already addicted to video games and energy drinks. His parents used video games to keep him busy, to keep him out of trouble. 
to raise him. What the hell are you doing, dude? Liam heard the nasally voice through his headphones. He was on a Skype voice call with a username Cheese2002. Liam didn't know his real name, so he called him Cheese. Liam responded, I'm getting wood. What's it look like? Getting wood, Cheese snickered. What? What's so funny? Nothing, nothing, Cheese said while trying to suppress his laughter. Just use an axe, dude. It's so much faster. I don't have one now. Make one. After this, I don't need that much wood anyway. Cheese cackled again. It sounded like he was rolling back and forth and side to side in his seat. Liam furrowed his brow and shrugged as if his online friend could see him. Dude, seriously, what's so funny? As he recomposed himself, Cheese said, Nothing. I mean, I can't tell you anyway. You're too young. Whatever, boomer. I'm just saying, dude. Wait a couple of years and you'll get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care anyways. Liam gathered the wood and headed back to a town over a mountain. He spent months building the town with Cheese. They built small shops and houses, a red barn for their livestock and fields for their crops, and even a mine, a library, and a guard post but their pride and joy was the massive castle atop the mountain overlooking their town. The interior was unfurnished, but the exterior was complete. Cheese asked, What do you want to build next? Dude, we still have to finish the castle. You actually want to build the inside? That's going to take forever. So what? I don't have forever, dude. As he directed his character to the castle, Liam asked, Why? What else do you have to do? Cheese responded, School, work, that kind of stuff. Liam checked the clock on his phone, 1.17 a.m. He puckered his lips, then he sighed. School began at 8 o'clock in the morning. He woke up at 7 to eat breakfast, get ready, and arrive on time. He said, yeah, I have to sleep soon, too. Wait, she said in an urgent tone. He asked, how about a game of Fortnite? Just one match before we sleep. I don't know, dude. They're kind of long games. Seriously, man, you know you want to. Liam let out another loud sigh, then he smirked and said, All right, one game. He took a swig of his Red Bull and jumped into a match of Fortnite. The sound of his keyboards clacking and his mouth clicking echoed through the house. His parents, underpaid and overworked, slept with earplugs and sleep masks. His mother also used sleeping pills to aid her slumber. He can take care of himself, they told themselves. He's old enough now. He has an older brother and a younger sister. He has his games and his friends. One match in Fortnite quickly turned into two, then three, then four. The clock on his phone read 2.42 a.m. He was out of Red Bull, but he wasn't drowsy. The caffeine from the energy drink and the adrenaline from the video game kept, his amped, kept him amped up. Excuse me. He felt his heart pounding away at his chest. Thud, 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 thud. After losing another round, Liam said, I think I'm going to sleep now. Thanks for... Just let me ask you something real quick. She's interrupted. What's up, dude? You want to meet up this weekend? Like, um, what do you mean? In person, Cheese clarified. I have some extra Minecraft coins and V-Bucks I want to give you. I want you to get that Fortnite fish stick skin so we can wear it together. Okay, um, just send it to me. They shared a moment of awkward silence. Only their breathing and the menu music from the video game played through their headphones. Cheese coughed to clear his throat. And then he said, I want to give it to you in person. I just thought, like, I don't know, I... Got you these gifts because we've known each other for a while now. We play almost every day. We've trolled a bunch of people. You remember when we raided those role-playing servers on in GTA Online? Stealing their cars, running people over, trying to frame other players? Liam smiled as he reminisced about the good times playing together. He never argued with Cheese about anything, but he was cautious because he knew Cheese was older than him. 
He sounded older, despite his nasally voice, and his vocabulary was extensive. He went to school, but he never specified his grade. Middle school? High school? College? Cheese 2002. Liam guessed the number at the end of his friend's username was connected to his birth year. So he assumed Cheese was 17 or 18 years old. Cheese continued, Let's meet at the park. I'll give you these gifts as a late birthday present. Then we can play some Fortnite together if you bring your, your Nintendo Switch. Then your mom can stop bitching about you getting out of your room. What do you think? You down? Liam said, I don't know. What, bro? Come on. It's me. Cheese. Cheese said as he chuckled. It's not like I'm going to hurt you or anything like that, and we're going to be in public. You want that fish stick skin, don't you? Hell, dude, you can buy some legendary skins with the leftover V-Bucks if you want. I don't care what you do with them. Liam's lips fluttered as he let out a loud, sputtering sigh. Some of his saliva hit the monitor, but he paid no mind. He thought about his decision. He trusted Cheese, and he was always happy to receive a gift. He was also interested in buying some new skins, which changed the appearance of his character. And he never felt intimidated by Cheese. He felt more intimidated by his eight-year-old sister, in fact. Liam said, I can meet you at Kamala Park. It's like two blocks away from my school. Is Friday good? Friday's good, but let's meet at Plaza Park. They have Wi-Fi there now, so we can play Fortnite without any lag. Plaza Park. I guess, but it's kind of far. Well, it's like we're meeting in the middle because it's not so far from me, so we'll meet there on Friday after school. Deal? I mean, um, I should probably ask my- He stopped as he caught a glimpse of the clock on his monitor. It was now three o'clock in the morning. Liam said, I gotta go. I'll talk to you later. Cheese, thanks for playing with me. Hey, we're meeting on Friday, right? Right? Liam turned off his computer and jumped into bed. He thought about Cheese's invitation for a few minutes. I'll meet you Friday after school, he whispered before dozing off. Are you- are you Cheese 2002? Liam asked as he approached a young man sitting on a bench. The stranger fiddled with his phone before glancing at Liam. He was surprisingly attractive, lean, clean, tall, and young. His curly brown hair was a stylish mess, his brown eyes as gentle as a puppy's, and his face as hairless as a child's. He wasn't the sharpest dresser, but he wore exactly what Cheese told Liam he would be wearing. A blue button-up shirt with a gray t-shirt underneath, slim jeans, and sneakers. That's me, the stranger said. You must be Liam. It's cool to finally meet you, little dude. My real name's Zachary Denton. Zachary reached for a handshake. Liam star stared at Zachary's hand for a few seconds. Then he glanced around as if he were making a drug deal in public. He shook Zachary's hand. Then he hooked his thumb under the straps of his blue baby backpack and stepped back. Zachary furrowed his brow and cocked his head to the side as if to say, What's the matter, buddy? Liam smiled nervously and said, You, um, you sound a little different. Yeah, I guess it's just the mic I use when I play online. It's a piece of crack. Liam's eyes wandered to the backpack on the bench beside Zachary. He asked, Did you just finish school too? Oh yeah, I drove here right after class, so I've been waiting for you for a minute. Oh, uh, what school do you go- Hey, check out this, dude! Zachary interrupted. He pulled two gift cards out of his backpack, one for 3,500 Minecraft coins and another for 2,800 V-Bucks for Fortnite. He reached out to hand them to Liam. Liam bit his bottom lip and glanced at the park again. Broad daylight bathed the park in a warm glow. Pedestrians strolled down the walkways while a homeless building tents on the lawn. He saw a police cruiser drive down the street beside Zachary, too. He felt safe in the area, but cautionary tales recounted by his parents and teachers kept stabbing the back of his mind. Don't take, don't take candy from a stranger. 
They never said not to take a gift card from a stranger, Liam thought. He accepted the gift. He sat down beside Zachary and pulled his Nintendo Switch out of his backpack. He started playing Fortnite. He asked, Can I use it now? As he pulled his own Nintendo Switch out of his backpack, Zachary said, Go for it, dude. It's yours. I'll get online, too. Liam redeemed his gift card and purchased the fish stick skin for his character on Fortnite. He saved the Minecraft gift card for home. He played a match with Zachary. Zachary taught him a few special maneuvers and tricks. Then they walked around the park and played Pokemon Go, laughing and chatting every step of the way. From the outside looking in, they looked like brothers. Zachary was clearly in his 20s, but he gave off a youthful aura. He blended with his environment. After an hour of playing and conversing, they returned to the bench. Liam put his jacket and his Nintendo Switch back in his backpack. Zachary asked, Hey, you want me to jailbreak your Switch? What? Jailbreak, dude. You know what that is, right? No. It's pretty much a hack. You can make your Switch do things it's not supposed to do. Things that it will never be able to do officially. Like what? On my Switch back home, I can play Game Boy Advance, PlayStation, Nintendo 64, and GameCube games. You said you like that Mario game, right? Super Mario Odyssey? Well, if you jailbreak your system, you can play Super Mario Sunshine and Super Mario 64 and any Mario game you want. You don't even have to pay for it, dude. Liam stuttered. Really? Yep. Is it, like, bad? Like, breaking the law? Zachary chuckled, then he said, Don't worry about that. You think anyone's ever gonna arrest a ten-year-old because of video games? I do it all the time and I've never been in trouble. So what do you say, little dude? Want me to hack your Switch? I'll do it for free and won't take more than 30 minutes. I can probably do it in 15. Liam pressed his tongue against the side of his mouth and looked around. He checked the clock on his phone, 4.46 p.m. His parents usually arrived home at 6 o'clock. He had more than enough time to hack his Nintendo Switch, and he believed every word out of Zachary's mouth. But he couldn't get the warnings out of his head. Don't ever get into a stranger's car. The devil on Liam's shoulder said, But he's not a stranger, he's a friend. Liam asked, Can you do it at my house? Sorry, I can't. Have to do it through my computer. I don't live so far, you know. I can drop you off at your house right after if you want. You'd be home faster than if you started walking home now. I mean, it's up to you. I'm just glad we can meet. I had fun, little dude. Yeah, me too, Liam said, an innocent smile blossoming on his face. He said, okay, I'll go with you. I just have to get home before six, okay? Yeah, dude, no problem. Come on, I parked right over here. They walked down the walkway while chatting about their favorite Super Mario video games. And Zachary grabbed Liam's shoulder and pulled him away from the walkway. They walked across the lawn. To Liam, it seemed like they were taking a shortcut to the parking lot. Instead, they approached a little white hatchback park in the street. Zachary knew the park well. He avoided the surveillance cameras in the parking lot and at the end of the walkways. Liam climbed into the passenger seat. A stack of manila file folders sat on the dashboard in front of him, just tall enough to block him from the outside eyes and other cameras. Liam wasn't aware of Zachary's precautions. He wasn't aware of his intentions, either. They drove away, cruising far from Liam's home. His parents didn't see him at 6 o'clock, or 7, or 8. Alright, I've been digging through my folder of old submissions and found some old Reddit stories that I promised um, the writers that I would read and I just haven't gotten to them. So I'm going to do one of those. So this is called... Laying in the shower by a Hawaiian shirt. By Reddit user, a Hawaiian shirt. Enjoy. I drank too much. Again. The only conceivable solace I could find in my extremely hungover state came from in the form of steam and scalding water. And I indulged it in the only way I thought possible. Laying in the shower. 
Thoughts of the night before came and go, come and go through the lens of a broken kaleidoscope. Each drink remembered with a punishing throb from the inside of my skull. I'd like to say I was celebrating, going out on the town with friends, or participating in some kind of party. The truth is, this is just the latest stunt in my own shameful self-indulgence, like the ones before. I swear it's the last time. Deep down, I know I'm only lying to myself. I don't know how long I've been here. My only keeper of time is the slowly cooling temperature of the water, only I ignore by slowly turning the knob further with my foot. I don't think of the added money on the energy bill or the wasted time of my day off. My only concern is the soothing water that berates me and the muggy air with each labored breath. I live alone. No significant other. No kids. While I'm happy there's no one to see me like this, a part of me wishes there was. Someone to judge my decisions. Maybe someone to encourage me to be better. Someone to help take this pain away. Briefly, I open my eyes and look around my small enclosure in the shower. The beige vinyl covered in trickling water is somehow soothing. A silent comfort as I watch the mist collect on my skin. For a moment, I look up at the shower head to see the continuous rain it bestows upon me. It's a cheap shower head. One of the streams sprays out of line directly into the wall where a washcloth is hanging. The insignificant def- defection doesn't bother me, but it's soaked the rag fully, causing a repetitive drip that lands on the ledge of the tub, a drip drop that annoyingly splashes my face. My head throbs, my neck is stiff, and my blood pressure feels high. I ignore the annoying splash and nestle back into the crook of my arm, trying to block out the memories of the night before and the night before that. Just as I feel myself succumb to the damp and relaxation and fall asleep, I hear a noise, a tapping. I think I imagine it, so I ignore it. I stir uncomfortably, repositioning my face so water doesn't collect in my ear. I focus on the running water, hearing the rhythm of the shower stream with the occasional drip-drop of the soaked washcloth. I think of how I should have saved something from the night before, a little hair of the dog to ease the brood of my ailments. If only I wasn't so damn self-indulgent and didn't drink every last drop of everything I had. I hear the tap again, louder this time. I open my eyes, the weight of lead shudders lifting as I look around myself. I see the beige surrounding the trickle and the trickling water. With an exasperated sigh, I shift and try to prop myself up to look around better, but each movement is taxing and feels like it's too much work. I poke my head past the shower curtain briefly and see the bathroom door still shut as I left it. The bathroom is empty. There's nobody there. I listen for the sound again, blinking away water that collects on my face. For a time, there's nothing. I lean forward and turn the knob on the faucet again, increasing the heat. It feels chilly, and I just want a little more time before I transition from here to my bed. As I nestle back into the same awkward position, I hear it again. I feel an uncanny anxiety creep over me, followed by the scrawl of goosebumps. It comes from the wall in the shower. I find myself sitting there, looking at the beige wall. I must be losing it. There's no way there could be anything there. Besides the wall, the shower is built into just a walk-in closet of my bedroom. There's nothing in there but clothes and boxes. I need to stop drinking, I think to myself. I dismiss the noise and settle back in, resting my cheek on the crook of my arm before closing my eyes. I focus on my breathing, the slow inhale and exhale of steam as I mentally find a better place. I focus on the water again, listening to the rhythmic stream followed by the drops from the hanging washcloth. I hear the tap again, louder than before. The sound makes me jump and I look around nervously. I subconsciously make a mental note of everything in the shower with me. Based around with the trickling water, a squeeze bottle of shampoo on the ledge next to me, a rounded bar of soap sitting dangerously close to the edge, everything seems in place.
I listen for the noise, put my head on the wall and see if I can feel it. I wait in the downpour of water, feeling strangely nervous. Nothing. Nothing at all. I stifle a laugh and rub my eyes. I have to get my shit together. This is ridiculous. I sigh and start to lay down again, shivering against the cool air, trying to to creep in from the other side of the shower curtain. I adjust the curtain to try and keep the humidity in before getting into position. Just as I settle in, I notice something I hadn't before. Something so small I hadn't caught my attention until now. There's a crack in the caulking of the tub, almost disguised by the bulk of soap scum and mold. I put my finger on the broken seal, and it crumbles under my touch. Bits of old silicone wash away, revealing a bigger crack. I feel the faintest chill of a breeze coming through. One that gets worse the more I mess with it. I think of what could possibly be on the other side. Something other than drywall and water damage. There's no way it could be anything else. The closet is on the other side. Against my better judgment, I decide look in. I kneel down and take a peek, propping myself up on the ledge of the tub as I get closer and closer. I think I see something moving, and I hold my hand up to shield my face and better see through the steam. Deep in the darkness of the cracked seal, there's nothing. I laugh at myself and wipe my face. Of course there's nothing. I'm just hungover, tired, and reaching. I need to sleep. I just need to sleep. I turn the knob again and make the water hotter and lay in the shower again, feeling foolish. Just a few more minutes and I'll get out. I just need a few more minutes. Nestling awkward in the crook of my arm, I try to fall asleep again. I take a deep breath out and let it... Trying to rid myself of the tension I have fabricated. There's no tapping. There never was. I focus on the spraying shower, letting it soothe me as I sink further into my own misery. I let the ambience wash over me, along with the occasional drip-drop from the hanging washcloth. Drip, drop, drip, drop, drip, 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 drip. I feel cool droplets hitting my temple, followed by an ice-cold draft. I shiver and turn so the water warms me, but the draft is too chilling to go away. I want to ignore it, desperately just trying to sleep and forget and be far away from my own thoughts. The drips continue, hitting my face and hair more aggressively until they're hitting my nose and eyelids. I think of the washcloth hanging, trying to rationalize the annoyance so I can just let it go. Until something touches my hair. There's a woman dangling above, inches from my face. Her hair is long and soaked, tangled strings dangling as they drip water on my face. I try to scream, but the air is caught in my lungs. Her features petrify me more than I have. No choice but to look at her. Her eyes, mouth, and nose are missing. Bloody gaping holes residing where they should be. Her naked torso is pale and abnormally long, twisting in a way that seems impossible. The rest of her is concealed by the darkness of the hole she came from. A jagged tear where the tabs surround the tub surrounds have been peeled back to let her through. Roaches and spiders start to pour in behind her, lining the walls as they stare into the missing features of her face. She looks like she's trying to cry, but can only babble with swollen lips. Without warning, water erupts from the hole in her face. A gushing icy blast from the chokes that scream in my throat as it finally comes. I try and kick my feet, but I can't move. Each limb feels too heavy to lift under the weight of her presence. The water is dark and burns my eyes, and I can feel the tub filling around me. I watch her slowly fade as the water rises, blotting everything out until the last thing I see are the bugs skittering over the water's surface. I wake to the sound of the water. I open my eyes and see the beige surround of the shower and I see that I'm still laying in it. No hole in the wall, no bugs, no woman. Only the same crack near the ledge where I had first seen it. I had fallen asleep. I sit up and shiver, my limbs aching from being in such a weird position for so long. The cascading water has lost most of its warmth, and I reached up and shut it off. 
It takes me a while to get off of my feet, but I'm determined to get the hell out of the shower. I throw back the curtain and grab a towel, dyeing my face, drying my face first and hair before stepping out onto the bath mat. I'm shivering, ready to find clothes, but my first step out of the shower makes me freeze. The bath mat is completely saturated and the floor is soaked. At first, I think I left the curtain open too much, but the thought fades when I keep looking. The bathroom door is wide open, and the water continues into the hall like I had already gotten out of the shower. Clutching the towel, I follow the trail, shivering as I left the warm of the bathroom behind me. A trail of wet footprints leave the bathroom, and the air is cold as I follow them. I expect to find the woman waiting for me, but when I step into the living room, I find it empty. I only find the door open, the footprints leading out. That's all I have for you tonight, Darklings. I'm exhausted from school and work and everything in between, and I'm sorry that I couldn't do as long of an episode as I normally do. It's hard to get up and find content when I'm so busy, because normally I spend the week finding my content, and then I compile it together, and then I release the episode. So please be patient with me and just enjoy what I'm giving you. Um, I'm very, very busy, and it will get better, I promise. Thank you guys. Good night.